lesbian? Are you fucking kidding me? You think I'm a lesbian? You're a girl in love with a girl, aren't you? No, I'm Polly in love with Tori. Remember? And Tori is, she is in love with me because she is mine and I am hers and neither of us are Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 18 of In the Movies. This week we're talking about Lost and Delirious and LGBT representation in films and television. All right, let's start with what we've been watching recently. Which we've been watching movies. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both I... <laughs> went through like a bit of like a not so many movies spelt in the mm-hmm. last year, but I feel like when we discussed like all the movies we still wanted to see, we we're both like, yeah, let's watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to watch all those movies I said I still haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I do this every like January, maybe because like it's generally a lull in work and I have more time, but I yeah. get like, yeah, I'm going to watch only new movies and I actually do for a while. Work is so slow right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've been doing. Um, I watched a few lesbian-based movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of in preparation for this, and also I enjoy them. Um, so I rewatched Imagine Me and You, which is like a cute rom-com, and I watched Jessica, Kissing Jessica Stein Love for the first movie. time. I, I've owned that since I was like a teenager. I've watched it a gazillion <laughs> times. I love that movie. Um... I did download a bunch more that I haven't got around to seeing yet. Um, but there's also Appropriate Behavior, which is actually about bisexual women. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, we discussed Rare. that as, like, an idea for this, for, like, a focus movie. Yeah, and I just felt it wasn't... It doesn't really hit all the marks we wanted to get on. Yeah, it's like, there's not as much to talk about as uh, Lost and Delirious. Yeah. It's a lot more than just lesbian to talk about. Um, but, yeah, Appropriate Behavior is good. Um, and... It's a great movie, like, written and directed and starring this woman who is an Iranian uh, immigrant, or her parents are immigrants, uh, and bisexual, and it's about that, but it's also just a story of, like, a girl in her late 20s who just went through a breakup and is, like, trying to date and trying to get her girlfriend back and also uh, hasn't come out to her parents and stuff like that. Um, You know, the things we all face. (laughs) Yeah, but it's, like, typical, like, 20 stuff, yeah. and then also, like, wow, a bisexual person who actually says I'm bisexual, because that never happens. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, what have you been watching? Uh, I watched Age of Adeline, which I really wanted to see. It was cute. cute. I mean, like, it is what it is, but it was, um, it was cute. Like, I enjoyed it. Um. I still want to see that, I think. Yeah, it was, uh... uh I liked it. I saw The Hateful Eight in theaters. Very Tarantino. Mm -hmm. It's like, imagine the most Tarantino movie you've seen, and this is more Tarantino-y than that. Okay. So it's a lot of words and a lot of gratuitous violence. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you see it in 70 millimeter? I don't know. No. (laughs) Not in Ottawa. I, I was like, no, I went to the movie theater. <laughs> Whatever that's in, that's what I saw it in. Yeah. I don't think we have that option in Ottawa. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, Tarantino. We didn't see it in no. its true form. I watched the movie The Spectacular now, which is like high school kids. Yes. But it's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I wasn't thrilled with the ending. 
And I read about what the book ending was, and I would have preferred to see that ending, okay. which is even darker. Excellent. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> maybe I was not feeling the most up mood the night I watched that. <laughs> um, but it was okay. So, yeah. We've gone to some uh, advanced, screenings advanced screenings already. already. <laughs> yeah, so we saw Anomalisa. Anomalisa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was good. Sure. Yep. We weren't it was crazy good. about it, but it's a good movie. Yes. And we saw Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Which we love. I like <laughs> I'm in love with that movie. Like I really I love it. Yeah. I have a strong I'm telling everyone positive reaction it. to it. Like I was with my friend last night and he was asking me like what's your favorite movie and I'm like impossible but I was like my latest favorite <laughs> I know, movie I was like who asked that I question? know I was like lately know <laughs> latest favorite movie uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies you should go see zombie. it I already saw it yeah it yeah. was great that was and super fun we've both seen Star Wars finally finally just saw it last night <laughs> I saw it last night with someone who has never seen Star Wars. That's it, that doesn't even make sense to me. <laughs> I was like, "What? what? Like, Why did you want to come? You see do live this? on this planet, right? Like, yeah. you're- <laughs> like he's from Barbados, but I was like, I'm pretty sure they have Star Wars everywhere. Yes, I don't know if that's really it's an pretty- excuse. And he loves movies. Like, he's a movie guy. And I was like, How could you not have seen Star Wars? I don't know. I saw it a couple weeks ago with family. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to just go see it by myself. So I was like, I have to see it. This way free. <laughs> no, everyone else has seen it, so I'll just go by myself. Yeah. And then I found a friend who hasn't seen it. Or any of them. So. I can't believe that. We both liked it. Yes. Yeah. Super fun. It was really good. It was good. It was funnier than I thought it would be. Like, it was, it was funnier, comedy. to be honest, than any of them have been up to this point. Yeah. I remember... But that's... I feel like that's... J.J. Abrams a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, he has that light touch. But, like, if you look at the Star Trek series, too, mm-hmm. very similar. Yeah. Like, I remember the old ones, Star Wars, being, like, funny little quips and lines and, like, light at some point. Mm-hmm. But this was, like, Finn was just, like, a comedic character. Oh, yeah. Like, he was... Yeah. He's funny. It wasn't just, like, little bits of comedy. No. It was, like... There's him comedy throughout. It was, yeah. So it made it just, yeah. like, super fun. Yeah, my friend liked it, even though he hasn't seen Star Wars, so. (laughs) Um, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched Inside Out, finally. Mm, I I cried. I cried a lot. I cried a lot, Um, too. And I watched Leggies, which is Kira Knightley and Chloe Moretz and Sam Rockwell, and it's about, again, a girl in her late 20s. Um, so relatable. Um. It almost feels like we're girls in our late 20s. (sighs) (laughs) Mid to late twenties. Yeah, um, you're you're mid. I'm mid. late. I'm officially late twenties. I don't like it. Um. Yeah, I really liked it. It was very like she is kind of going through like a late twenties crisis. What am I doing with my life? And starts hanging with this like teenage girl, but then also gets involved I, with her dad. I was like, I don't understand that part. I don't. It. I could not stand to hang out with teenagers. Um. No. But yeah, she kind of like escapes her life for a while and. It's like adult stuff and some teenage stuff, but mostly it's like, I liked it. Yeah. So yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Alright, what are we looking forward to? New trailers? Uh, okay. The Suicide Squad trailer came out, for those of you living under rocks that Mm -hmm. don't know, um, because that was like the big Yeah, this is what, the second trailer? 
The first one was a little bit of a teaser. Yeah, I think there was maybe it. like a teaser, but this is the first like actual trailer where mm-hmm. you kind of. I thought it looks cool, but they used the song Bohemian Rhapsody, which yeah. I fucking hate. I love the song Bohemian Rhapsody. I hate it. And so it, like, ruined the whole tone of it. And I was like, I get what you're going for, but I just hate this song. Um, I love the song Bohemian Rhapsody. My issue is that it felt like it was trying too hard by using that song. Like, I was like, I get it. You're cool. (laughs) Like, Like you're trying to bring this, like, classic thing into... Yeah. I had... I I didn't necessarily like the use of it. I don't have any issues with the song. But we'll see. I don't know. It, like, movie looks, looks cool, though. It looks okay. Yeah. I was um, telling Tish earlier, uh, I'm, I'm starting to hit my, like, superhero saturation yeah. point. Like, there's only so much more I have in me. Yeah, there's, like, And it's, like, they long, all look cool, but I'm, like, Ugh, but they all look cool, but they're all in, like, just... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't um, know. I feel like eventually the bubble will burst, just like it does on everything. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, another trailer that we just watched um, yeah. for a movie called Tumble Down. It looks super cute. I really want to see yeah. it. It looks like it's Jason Sudeikis and Rebecca Hall. I love Rebecca Hall. And yeah. so it looks funny. Like, he looks funny in it, but it's also, like, basically a rom-com, but not too calm. Drama, dramedy, comedy, yeah. rom-com, romance, whatever. Rom- Kind of a Drum classic, com. like, <laughs> rom <drum com. laughs> Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, big, like, cliche, but we're into that sometimes. Yeah, God. Sometimes um, you just gotta love it. Yeah, it looks really cool and, like, a kind of sweet love story. Yeah. And, but fun and cute and... A little sad. Yeah. Anyway, check that out. Yeah, check out the trailer. On a YouTube near you. <laughs> <laughs> On an internet near you. Movie news. We've got sad news. I don't think it's breaking news. It's not breaking news. <laughs> oh, sorry. We have sad news to report to you today. <laughs> you probably have not seen this all over the internet for yeah. the last couple of weeks. Definitely not. No. Um, Alan Rickman passed away. Yeah. I love Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. And his voice, and yeah. just, oh, God. Oh. I loved him. I'm sad. I cried when I heard the news, and now I'm just not dealing with it, like okay. I do with everything else. Okay. I dealt with it by watching Dogma, because yeah. he's in that, and I've been like... Yeah, he's like Jesus. He's not Jesus. <laughs> he's the, uh... He's Metatron, Metatron the voice Tron, of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what a better voice. Um, it's, he has a yeah. great voice. Mm-hmm. Underappreciated. I don't know. I think everyone loves his voice. I know, but I just, I don't know. When you think voice, everyone's like, oh, Morgan Freeman. I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Give Alan Rickman some love. Um, yeah. So, I'd been meaning to watch that, and I was like, oh, yeah, he was the a non-genitalia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's what note. I remember, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's just a good movie, by the way. Yeah, it Dogma. is. It's confusing, but... It takes more than one watch. Yeah. Also, like, read the, like, Wikipedia of it, maybe, as you go along to understand all the Bible references <laughs> of, like, angels and... I don't... Yeah. That's crazy stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, other news... 
Um, Alex Garland, the oh director God. of Ex Machina. Yes. Which Juliana still hasn't seen. I'm getting there. I'm ready to watch it again. It's so good. Um, <laughs> I really want to watch it again. Um, he is writing and directing a movie coming out. Uh, I didn't pay attention to that. Probably next year. Um, There'll be a link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's called Annihilation. It's about uh, discovering alien stuff or something. Yeah. And it's going to star three female scientists. Woohoo! Which is awesome. Natalie Portman. Portman? <laughs> Close. Natalie Portman, Gina Rodriguez, and Tessa Thompson. Yes. A white, a Puerto Rican, and a black chick. Oh my Scientist, god. Scientist. Who would have thought? It's so cool. I love that. I love, well, we love strong female leads. Obviously, I'm excited <laughs> just for, like, the cast and just yeah. the premise of it sounds really cool. And also, and like, yeah, it seems like it's going to be, like, good, like, oh, we're smart women who have personalities and full characters. Yeah. It's going to be, like, a cool Plus, science alien movie, and they happen to be women, which his, is cool. Well, and his stock is pretty high, like, coming off of Ex Machina. Yeah. Like, you have to believe it's going to be good, right? It better be so. good. Because Ex Machina was really good. Yeah. Um, Tish and I have both recently seen Star Wars, hey. <laughs> as we've mentioned. As has everyone And, um, this was just a little thing. We talked, we've talked in previous, uh, podcasts when, uh, Avengers came out that there was a lack of Black Widow toys, and when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, there was, Gamora was left out of, like, a lot of the imagery in the toys, and now that Star Wars has come out... There's a lack of Rey toys, even though she's the main fucking character and hero of the movie. Slash, probably the trilogy, I assume. Um, So that's frustrating, and J.J. Abrams came out being like, what the fuck is happening? Why are there no Rey toys? So I at least appreciate that he's like, yeah, this is not good. Why aren't you making toys of my star Star character? character. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, at what point, like... And there's people, a lot, there was a lot of, like, reaction to it, and a lot of people were like, my son wants, like, a Ray toy, like, because she's the main character. Yeah. And she's kick-ass. Yeah. It's so, it's so obvious at this point. I was like, why are you still doing this? Yeah. We've had this issue before, and this is Disney, who owns Marvel as well, so this is, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. More than once now, Disney. Yeah, it's... It's bizarre to me. I and, don't get it. Um, I did see something on Tumblr, and I don't know how true this is, but no, it's interesting, so I'm deciding it's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> someone saying that uh, the reason for lack of Ray is because uh, as the movie was coming out, or they were planning the merchandising for it, they were thinking that Kylo Ren was going to be the big star character, the interesting character that everyone liked, and they focused the merchandising on him. And they didn't think anyone would like Ray, which is bizarre because whether or not you merchandising people think people will like this character, she is the star. Yeah. So she should be proportionally in the toys. Yeah, it's like, oh, no one's going to like Luke Skywalker, so we're only doing Darth Vader toys. That's not the way that that's they exactly. did it then, but that's how they're doing it now because no one's going to like Ray. So bizarre. I don't understand. That they would allow a female, like, to be the star, but then, but like, then no one's gonna no like her. Like, even if that story isn't specifically true, by not making toys, that's what you're saying. Yep. That you have no, like, you don't think anyone will like this think, character. Yeah. Or that it's not fucking important to have the female characters represented. 
I know. And then, like, they, they'll be all like, oh, but it's not, like, sellable. And I'm like, it would be if you made it. Like, that's, yeah. That's not an excuse anymore either. No. People are saying that we want to buy this. And these. you're saying, I know. It's the same thing with, like, female led movies. And they say they don't make money. It's like, you don't fucking make them. Yeah. How would you even know? They, if they do make, make money, money when you fucking make them. Well, this is a perfect example. Well, okay. Yeah. Maybe not because it's Star Wars. It's Everyone's Star Wars. Gonna see it but, anyway, I but... mean, you know what I mean? Uh, two of the main characters are a black guy and a female. Okay, so let's... They were like, that's enough. <laughs> like, we've done enough for diversity. We don't have to, like, <laughs> do it in the toys as well. Yeah. Like, it's and... crazy. Like, kids want, like, all the toys so they can, like, play Star Wars. I know. And collector, weird She's... adults who want to collect it want all the character. Like... Yeah. To so not make... I know. To not be making toys with, like, beaming... I don't get it. I don't... I, don't, I just... It doesn't I, make it any sort of sense. I don't understand. Disney, like, I don't understand. It's your lead character. It just confounds me. All right. All right. Let's get into this Off movie. of that diatribe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some girls. Woohoo! <laughs> So we're talking about Lost and Delirious, uh, came out in 2001, directed by Leia Poole, written by Judith Thompson, based on novel written by Susan Swan, starring Jessica Paré, Piper Parabo, Parabo? Parabo, I think. I, I never know, know how to say it. Uh, and Misha Barton. And basically a bunch of Canadian actors that you'll recognize yeah. <laughs> from something. Yeah. It's a Canadian movie. Um, it is. So, directed and written and starring women. Yes. So, that's a good plus. That's a good way to start And not off. unusual for movies featuring a lesbian, lesbian relationship. No, there's not a lot of lesbian relationships written by men. No. Like, and if they are, they're not depth. as... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lesbians like, are like, what is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't feel as real. No. Um, yeah. So, um, if you recall, listeners, this was on my top 10 list for my birthday movies mm-hmm. because it was something I really loved as a teenager and it was the first or one of the first lesbian movies that I saw and it felt like very indie and like no one knew about it. And so that's why it was important to me. Um, it's by no means my favorite movie or the best movie, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, formative yeah. For seeing a same-sex relationship and also her kind of intensity and that whole poly well, as a character. Well, she's intense. <laughs> yeah. I will give you that. <laughs> and I actually noted this time that the first time she, like, appears on screen is felt very Angelina Jolie in Girl Interrupted, which is another one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies. Like, the kind they of parallels They have kind of the same, like, uh, feeling to them. Yeah. She was definitely, like, very intense like that at yeah. first and... There, her relationship with Mouse is also that kind of dominant, submissive kind of relationship that teenage girls have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, plot summary, if you haven't seen it, although you should have because we're going to talk all about it. Um, <laughs> Misha Barton plays Mary, a.k.a. Mouse, sometimes, and that basically describes her character. Yeah, her, I was like, okay. Her nickname is Mouse. Um, so, and she comes to a boarding school... She has her own issues. Her mother's dead. Her father and stepmother are sending her to a boarding school. She meets two girls, Polly and Tori, who are roommates and best friends, and she finds out that they're actually in a relationship. Yes. 
Um, Polly is very intense and I would say obsessive personality, just uh, in general. Yeah, I think that's like putting it mildly. <laughs> well, she gets out of control by the end, but yeah. you can already see that she's oh, just yeah. that personality. No, right from the start, yeah. yeah. Um, and Tori is basically just like a little sweetheart. They, like, yeah. she's just, yeah. Um, and they get caught yes. in bed together, Polly and Tori, and, um, Tori has a very conservative family, so she... Sorry, my phone went off. So Tori says, I can't see you anymore, and, like, ignores her, and Mary Mouse has to stay with Polly, kind of, because no one likes her anymore, because it's a scandal. Yeah. And then it's really... That kind of starts the story, but I feel like it's really about Polly and her fucking craziness after Tori rejects her. So that's the story. And it all takes place at a boarding school in, uh, like, Quebec or somewhere. <laughs> it's filmed in, like, Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Some Canadian. Just kind of generic Canadian. It's as generic as you can get for, like, a... Yeah. They do mention, um, we'll be together next year at McGill, which is yeah. the university in Montreal. In Montreal, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so... Uh, like, I've seen this several times. You just watched I this. I watched this for this podcast. Well, I was going to... It was, like, on my to-watch list after your birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I well, finally got around to it so that I could podcast on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, First thoughts? I'm curious because um, I've seen it so much. Undecided. It felt uneven. Mm-hmm. I felt like... Like, the, the things that I like about it are, like, I think are really good. Like, I think the representation of the actual lesbian relationship is dealt with very well, especially given, like, the kind of age group I felt the film was going for mm-hmm. and stuff. And some of the teen issues, when I remind myself, like, oh, remember what it was like being a teenager when everything was, like, the most intense yes. feeling you'd ever <laughs> had? And, like, the... That's kind of how it is, but, like, that's what being a teenager is like. So, I can... Sometimes I felt like that went, like, a little overboard, and I was like, okay. Sure. And, like, with Polly's character, sometimes I was like... Sometimes, you know, I'm like, I understand we're, like, dealing with, like, her mental health. Yeah. And, like, some OCD and stuff, but, like, okay. (laughs) It's starting to feel maybe not even quite, like... It gets... Yeah, it does... In the realm of... I, like, I said it almost gets to the point of like fantasy when yeah. she gets really connected with this hawk that yes. she's been raising. And I hate the character of Mouse. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I have a lot of issues with it as just a character. Like the, the way it was mm-hmm. written and used. So, yeah. so that's why I say like kinda like there's things I really liked and things I really didn't like. So like, Fair enough. I yeah. came out uneven. <laughs> Watching it this time, really trying to like analyze it a bit more, I could see like why I loved it so much as a teenager and connected to it. I think have, if like, I held seen on to that it the first time as a teenager, I'd been like, oh my god, yeah, that's exactly how it is. That's yeah. how love is. <laughs> um, yeah, and this time I could kind of see how Polly goes like, like I said, it almost turns into like yeah. fantasy, like it's really crazy, and also how fucking useless Mouse is. And just other little, like, dialogue things and filmmaking things where I was like, this looks, like, edited together weird and choppy or something, like, yeah. just little things like that that made it feel, like, a little amateur, but... 
And it does feel like, I said it feels very, like, 90s. Like, it felt very late 90s. Yeah. And then when I saw that you said, like, 2001, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Something about, like, the, the we were talking about, oh, the their hair. Yeah. All the girls had, like, the twists. So many twists and braids yeah, going on in like, weird places. Oh, my God. I remember when you kind of, like, twisted, almost, like, twisted cornrows back yes. and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was such a bad phase of oh life, but it yeah. made me laugh. I was like, oh, high school. Yeah. Like, because it, it's the age that we were like, you know, oh, one, I would have been like grade eight or yeah, I was something. Like yeah, so I was like just going, you know, like the tween oh, age. Yeah. You're definitely like brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that makes me laugh so hard. The twist in the hair made me laugh because I was just like, oh, if nothing else, oh like, they could have just shown that, and I would have been like, oh, my God, that takes me to high school. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what people were doing with their hair. Yeah. Fortunately, they spend most of the movie in uniforms. Yes. So it's not, like, terrible fashion the whole time no. or anything. But, um, no, they Tori don't. Tori does some crazy things with her hair. Yeah. So, so does Mouse, too, though. Some, yeah, some twisties. Some and twisties and, like, some, like, weird... Some of the girls, and they're all, like, spite. sticking oh, yeah. up. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can just talk about hair. <laughs> we like hour. hair. It's one, of our, it's one of the major topics of this podcast yeah. throughout the episode. So... I don't know where to start. Um, the first thing I wrote was the evil step stepmother. Yes. Um, so we can talk about. We don't even a lot see of... her. No. I think you see her for like one second when she's hugging her dad. When Mouse is hugging her dad. Yeah. That's it. Um, so we can talk about. There's a lot of um, like archetypes in this movie. Yes. We've got the kind of evil stepmother. Like her mother died a few years ago, and he remarried, and she hates her stepmother. And there's the uh, the wise old man, the gardener. Yeah. That kind of guides her through stuff. <laughs> There's that archetype. It's like my favorite character. I um, love him. And I yeah. love the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, um, like I said, the first time Polly shows up and kind of almost intimidates Mouse, but yeah. Mouse is, like, goes along with her and starts copying her and pulling up her skirt or whatever. That's, and we've talked about this before, like, 13, a girl interrupted, like, that relationship like that almost like dominant yep. submissive relationship of an older cooler girl coming in and like yeah. the younger kind of it's most shy the girl. same in the same she's the same age as them though right cuz she's in the same classes as them they're all I in the same english class and stuff i think she's meant to be younger but she's in some other classes, so I don't know. Because when Polly yeah, meets like, her, it's like, what do you, like, 13, 14, skipped a couple grades? Like, she's meant to be younger. Be younger, but is still maybe in the same grade? Yeah. Okay. Just because I found, that, I found that a little bit confusing. Because, like, yeah, we see them in some classes together. So, like, you'd assume, like, the same grade, but then, like, she seems younger. But then I don't know if that's just the character, like, is less yeah. experienced and stuff. I think she's meant to be younger because in, like, plot descriptions they met like her senior roommates mm-hmm. her, so she's younger um there could be like classes where there's more than one grade in class at like a boarding school i guess it just isn't i guess so well grades know. aside she is younger okay. i'd say i'm okay with that i'm just curious okay <laughs> so yeah there's a lot of um kind of archetype cliche stuff yes not that that's bad that helps tell stories sometimes yeah and they're not really, like, the main point, so no. it's okay. They're not like, oh, we're going to focus on the evil stepmother relationship. Yeah. It's just things that it's we just, notice when yeah. you talk about movies all the time. Yeah, you for sure. 
things Although, like, repeated. Her dad seems like a huge dick in this, too. Yeah, I feel like she that, hates her dad. Too. I mean, she, and I know she has, like, that little, like, moment in the woods later, but, like, I feel like we never really discuss. Like, she never really... I mean, obviously, he all just these girls have, like, parental issues because their parents send them to boarding school. You have to assume that there's, like... You don't send your kids to boarding school if you, like, love them and want to be around them. Like, I don't understand why anyone well, sends... I don't know. I'm sure you'd have people arguing that, like, it's the way to get the best education and that sort of thing. Yeah, but it seemed like most of them... But it seemed like, yeah, well, and there's the whole, like, when they were the lost girls and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But, I mean, like, in uh, Mouse Mary, her uh, her case, it seemed like her dad, like, is still grieving the loss of his wife, and now he's remarried and he's sending off his daughter, like... I kind of, like... That's hard for her. It feels a little bit like he's like, I don't want to have to even think about that first relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like by sending like mother, by here. sending her away, it's kind of like okay, like I can just be me and be married to this new woman and be happy and not have to think about like the pain of the past. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but your daughter's being shipped away and she just lost her mother too, bitch. Yeah. And then um, Polly is adopted. Yeah. So she feels like already separate from them and wants yeah. to contact her birth mother. So there's that thing of. And she's a, clearly a problem child. Um, uh, yeah. With some mental health <laughs> issues. So that seems like a send her away kind yeah. of situation. And, and Charity then, has like the abandonment feelings befo- with, with yeah. the adoption, and then they send her away, and it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. And like, she's clearly Can't like an outcast because she's gay and like no one talks about it. And yeah. she has issues. And then Tori, it just seems like she's like a rich. Posh yeah, family. Tori, it seems like they're like, oh, we want the best education for our children. Mm-hmm. We will send them to boarding school. And her younger sister's there as well. And her brother's at the boys' school. At the boys' near. school, yeah. yeah. Like, so it's... Across the woods. <laughs> yeah. Across <laughs> the, the way. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was seemed like a different situation. Yeah. But... Lost mm. girls. Yeah. I wrote down, drink I, for movie I know, title. and it made me laugh, because when they said it, like, now, every time I hear anyone say a movie title, I'm always like, oh. Drink. Because, <laughs> yeah. They were, like, delirious. lost and delirious, delirious. And I was like... Okay. Let's chill for a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. Take that one back. Rewrite that one. <laughs> Just that one line. Yeah, there's some stuff like that where it's like awkward dialogue. Yeah, but that's what made it feel, I guess, I don't know, for some reason that made it feel more like a weird indie high school movie yeah. from the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Mouse. Okay. So that sounds like she a great starts topic. the movies like from her perspective. It's her coming to the school. She narrates randomly well, throughout or just kind of speaks her thoughts yeah. voiceover. But it doesn't stay from her perspective. I ha- Okay. Before this even started, cuz I didn't I knew like the basic plot structure because we've discussed the film mm-hmm. before, but I didn't know any of the specifics, okay? So before we even heard her first voiceover, it starts and she's third on the cast. Like she's mm-hmm. third when they show the the credits at the beginning. Yeah. And then when so when it and then when it started and it was her voiceover, I was like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting like the person who's not the main character to be like narrating the film Mm -hmm. and then um i got more confused as time went on yeah because it starts like it's gonna be her story 
and seeing their relationship, Polly and Tori's relationship from the outside and kind of this meek little girl and seeing them. But it switches to Polly mostly because we do see Polly on her own and doing stuff. a lot. And then it's kind of Polly and Mouse together and Tori is very outside over there. Yeah. My biggest issue with, like, I was... We were talking about this because neither of us quite understand mm-hmm. Mouse. Is that she doesn't actually have any character traits? No. <laughs> um, other than being quiet. <laughs> yeah, they kind of establish her as like quiet, shy, younger. Like and said, like, like, that's fine to have a character who's quiet and shy, but like, she, I literally am like, she has no personality. And she feels like she's just this plot device as opposed to, like, a character in the she's film. She's completely a plot device. And I don't really care about her friendship with Polly and Tori. Like, it doesn't feel real do, and built it upon. It feels like I'm rooming with these girls and they're older than me, so I can't. Like, I don't know. It just... Very odd. Very yeah. odd. And then she's like, oh, I'm sad because my mom died. But, mm. like... They that's... start out trying to give her, like, depth with that. Yeah, but then they but just ignore it. it's, like, quickly it dropped and it's movie. just, like... Polly versus Tori after they break up and um, Tori like tells Mary Mouse that she has to like stay with Polly because yeah. she's like outcast now and has because of the scandal and, she's, and like, she's gonna she's gonna I don't know just take this need, bad new yeah. friend um, stuff and so she's just kind of there for the rest of the movie but it's really Polly's it's Polly's descent story into sure. madness <laughs> definitely that's yeah I don't know. And, like, she doesn't sleep. That was, like, my favorite thing, is <laughs> yeah. I was, like... Like, they they start so many scenes in this film with Mouse waking up at, like, 2 in the morning, and it's, like, she wakes up because, uh, you know, like, her roommates are still awake, and then she wakes up because they're having sex, and then she wakes up because they're gone, and then she wakes yeah. up because one of them is gone. She wakes up because they're having a fight. I'm like, oh my god, you get no sleep at this school. <laughs> Jesus, I'd be like, fucking change my roommates. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh, though. <laughs> but I think yeah. that's, like, I, so I felt also, like, okay, like, that was one way of showing, like, oh, like, they don't know she's awake or they don't care that she's awake, but it's, like, kind of, like, a way for her to be, like, watching the relationship and, like, seeing things as, like, an, um, like, a true observer. But, like, I'm, like, okay, but every time it's just her being awake in the middle of the night. Yeah, it's, like, they were trying to stick to the thing of it being from Mouse's perspective, so they had to have her witness their personal moments, but they're still having their intimate moments so she had to just be like pretending to be asleep for a lot of stuff or like going to the window Seems and seeing like a them sweet kissing. acting gig to be like i can lie in this bed for a week and a half you guys do and kind of look shocked and concerned yeah. and like, well like I-, I also felt like they missed the opportunity with like this is obviously mouse's first like experience with any type of like of a lesbian relationship mm-hmm. and like any true exposure to that yeah. and like they, they don't really... Like, they have, like, a little bit where she was like, oh, I didn't know, and then, like, it's just what it was. And I'm like, you... Like, you seem to have, like, no feelings either way about this, and... Yeah, she really is just, like, a weak person, <laughs> character, being mm. taken along by their stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, and like, like, I feel like they they missed opportunities, and... Yeah, I feel like they should have either kept it with her... And focus more on, like, giving her more character and stuff about her mom and how she's dealing with that. 
and like her observing this relationship. Mm-hmm. Or like just had it or from Polly. But then we wouldn't even need Mouse. So. No. Like, Mouse is only there to, like, It would be more like a side character of, like, oh, like, I think they put this girl in her room because they didn't want us alone together. Like, it, she would be more like... Yeah, and this, she like, does need her friend yeah. after Tori. But, like, she would be, like, a side character and then it wouldn't be as big of a deal, maybe, that she doesn't have, like, quite the breadth of yeah. dimension that I feel like she should have. I don't know. I guess I was just... I, I found it confusing. <laughs> yeah, I felt like they should have, like, picked one. They didn't really do that point-of-view perspective thing quite. Right? And that was my least favorite part of the, the movie. Because there's things I really liked. Mm-hmm. Just um, not, not, not that in particular, apparently. So that's Mouse, or Mary, as she's called intermittently. Um, so we've got Polly and Tori. Yes. Like I said, Tori... For the most part, it just seems like a happy, nice, nice girl. Yeah, she seems like, oh, like, I'm nice and I'm friends with everybody mm-hmm. and delightful and everyone likes me. And Polly is pretty intense from the start. Bad girl getting in trouble, spiking the punch, smoking. But also fun. Which, and, yeah. like, everyone seems to, like, even though she's kind of the bad girl in a little bit, she's a little bit of the outcast just because she's the one that would do that. Like, she's the one that would spike the punch. Yeah. But, like, everyone seems to like her. Yeah. Like, cause, and maybe that's, like, yeah, her and Tori... As far as everyone else knows, they're pretty much just best friends at this point. Because mm-hmm. they're always together. Yeah, so they're all just, like, mm-hmm. gang of girls that are friends. And, like, you see, as they kind of show their relationship in several scenes, like, they don't always sit right next to each other at lunch or whatever. No. They're just part of, like, this group of friends. Yes. With, you know. But that's going to get, actually, no whole other issue I have later on. <laughs> Maybe a little bit with Tori, to be honest. Because she... And her turn as a character after the breakup. Mm. She gets mean. Yeah. Or at least from our perspective. Yeah, and then the perspective thing comes back of, like, that's, like, this... Because we're kind of, like, on Mary and Polly's side seeing Tori over there. We don't really get to see Tori's side after the breakup. Yeah, which I think... I mean, like, it makes her seem, like, really heartless, and I don't think she is as a character. I don't think they wanted her to be. Like, but it's suddenly, like, why doesn't Polly, like, Polly doesn't get any of the friends. Tori, Tori isn't defending Polly. She's just saying, well, I'm not that. I'm not that. I'm not that. She doesn't give a crap what people think about Polly at Mm -hmm. that point. I think... Or that's Tori's how it seems, and just main like characteristic is actually that she's just really scared. She's terrified. Yeah. She's scared of being caught. She's scared of coming after her parents. She's scared of when they actually do find out and yeah. what people think about her. So she just has to distance herself from Bali as much as possible. Like can't even just be friends with her and say it was like a misunderstanding. She can't no. handle people she even suspecting anything. And she's like to ask her sister, like, <laughs> and is like, I'm gonna go have sex with boys now. Yeah, she really aggressively goes <laughs> the opposite direction. Yeah. Like, goes out like, with a guy she just met and has sex. And has sex with him against, against a tree. tree. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. You're not a lesbian. She's really... But I think that's her, like, really trying to, like, convince herself that, like, I can do this. I yeah. I can be with guys. Well, I can live without Polly. And maybe she can, though. Like, maybe as a character, like, she's not a lesbian maybe she is like bisexual and she just loved Polly yeah, but that's fine but, but she's, yeah she's like oh no I must prove 
to myself and to everyone else that I love cock. Like, that's really how it felt. Yeah, it was... And they were all talking, she's like, oh no, Jake, he can go all night long. He knows just the way to touch me. And I'm like... She's probably lying. I was like, in high school, when we discussed it, it was a lot more like, oh, yeah, he did it. (laughs) Yeah, he's, oh, he's cute. And that was, like, we never spoke in such blunt terms Teenagers talking about sex really, like, grosses me out. (laughs) Just because they're all like, oh, my God, like, my guy, like, finishes right as soon as he's in me. I just didn't feel like it was, like, very truthful. Like, in high school, it's a lot more like coded and like we don't really want to use words and yeah but details. also it's an all girls school yeah. so maybe it's there's different. no boys overhearing them like it might be a little different though. maybe that's true I didn't go to an all girls school obviously so I don't know yeah but they're all just like really loudly talking about like, I know like during soccer guys. practice or whatever I'm like what is happening and then like Polly and Mouse are right there where are like, all these boys like, too like at the school I guess so this <laughs> <laughs> mysterious wood school mm-hmm Wood school for boys. Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Um, but yeah, I think she's just... Also... Scared. When... Uh, when Mouse oversees Tori having sex with Jake up against the tree, yeah. and she's like, oh, I have feelings. Okay. Those were maybe uncomfortable. That's really awkward, but also, like, not ever discussed anymore. They were like... Oh, she had a sexual awakening that we're not ever going to touch on again. And then she seems... But she no personality change yes. or anything. She's just like, oh, now I have feeling in my vagina, but... <laughs> yeah, her okay. voiceover things are so intense and insightful, and, like, her <laughs> character doesn't back that up. No, I don't She understand. has these, like, great lines or, like, voiceover things, and... But then it's like she doesn't change at all. Yeah. yeah. That's the perspective thing. Like, give her more care. Like, we needed her character better and, like, her... Yeah. And, like, how do these events change her over the course of this school year? Because she seems to be the exact same person as she was on the first day. Yeah. Pretty... It's so... Yeah. She has, like, that one... I guess, like, that's supposed to be, like, her breakthrough moment in the woods where she's like, I hate my father. Yeah. She but, like, just, she kind of is just like, I hate my father. And then goes back to saying nothing ever again. Yeah, and then she goes off with Polly to the duel, but she's not crazy like Polly, so she's like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah, why why are you stabbing a kid with a sword? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's just Misha Barton was not a good Maybe actor. it was! I don't know. Maybe it's just her, like, not being able to it, emote anything. Yeah. <laughs> Might be that. That's totally possible. <sighs> yeah. So Tori is scared. Mouse is. is scared too, kind of. Oh yeah. Polly is something else. She's very intense. She's very sensitive. She's very obsessive. She's yeah, very protective of Tori. And you could see though, like wanting to be her friend in the beginning because she seems like she's the fun. cool she's one. Cool. She's yeah, the one sure. who like takes the chances and the risks. And I yeah. was not that person. Nor no. nor I am I now. Mouse. Nor will I ever be. <laughs> so, I mean, like I. I'm drawn to those people in the sense of being like, oh my god, like, I would never do that. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, no, She's no. But I'm gonna sit over here while you go yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. So she's... She's very intense, which when she... I wrote something about this. Maybe I can remember what I wrote. Um, 
Yeah, she's a kind of, like, highly sensitive person that can be really great and fun and loving and do crazy stuff and makes everyone love her, but only if everything's, like, going her way and she's Agreed. in control. Yes. When, like, a teacher reprimands her or some, God forbid, someone breaks up with her or something doesn't yeah, go her she way, is, like, like fucking she can't handle it. No. She can't handle not getting what she wants, and it's probably partly because she already feels a lack of control in her life because she's adopted she's trying to get in touch with her birth mother she's been sent off to the school she's always like getting in trouble doing things so like she needs that control of like I can make people like me I have this girl who loves me and like when that falls apart she just doesn't know how to handle being herself I'd agree it sounds like a pretty good diagnosis, though. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, she... I feel... Yeah, I, I like her character a lot at the beginning. And, mm-hmm. like, I really would want to be her friend. And, like, I, I mean, her and Tori's relationship is, like, really intense. But, like, I feel mm-hmm. like it's very true to, like, that, like, first high school love that's like oh my god this is the most important thing that's ever going to happen to me in the entire world. Yeah. And And they're in their own little world at boarding school in their own room. Yeah. So Polly is like free to be like really protective and intense because they can be alone so much and Tori feels free to like be be herself and be with Polly. And and still be herself and like not like think about the consequences of this in the future because it's high school and high school is never going to end. And you never think about the consequences in the <sighs> yeah, future. Yeah, like the most they talk about is like, we're going to be at college together next year. Yeah. And that's as just far as they go our into secret the affair. Like, she has no plans to come out. No. At all. No, I don't feel like this is a character that ever would. Like, she's the she's girl that's in the closet till the day she this. dies. You know what yeah. I mean? And I also, I mean... Okay, the ending is not very nice, but I feel like if the ending had gone a separate way, and then it would be like the thing where, like, 30 years later, Polly would walk in, and there'd still be like, ah. Yeah, there'd still be... She'd, she'd be all like, oh no. She'd be able when to I remember a, that love. When I was a, you know, yeah. girl. But I feel like Tori's just going to, like, problems. bury this deep oh, down. Yeah. Never tell anyone that they ever She's going to have lots of babies and, yeah. She's going to live that life that her parents want. That her parents want for her, yeah, for sure. And not saying, like, she wouldn't be happy with that, because, like we said, we don't know if she is a lesbian. She's a teenager. Mm -hmm. She's still deciding that. But she's definitely never going to even try. Well, we could say that, but also as culture changes, and maybe she would feel safe to come out eventually, but... I feel like I still her don't family. think so. I feel like she's the girl that just you know just what, if, what, if she ever unhappy. talks about it in the future, it's like oh yeah, I experimented this one time at high school. It's not. I feel like she wouldn't even talk about it though because it ended in a suicide. Well, that's true. Like it's not. Oh, I just experimented in high school. No, like, but I was like, in an intense I mean? relationship, and then she fucking. But killed she would herself. never admit that. Is what I'm saying. No. Is like if it ever did come up, it would never be like, oh, I was in love with a woman. It'd be like, oh yeah, I kissed a girl once in high school. It wouldn't be like, yeah, like if uh, one of those girls she like caught up with them yeah. later, she would be like, oh yeah, but it, you know, yeah, we were, but you know, it yeah. wasn't. She just went crazy. Yeah. Which she did, but not be... Yeah, it just, it made me so sad to see Tori just denying this part of her, mm-hmm. her love for Polly and her sexuality and well, in, her life and just denying herself to her, like, to her little sister. Ugh. 
And this Who's a bitch? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> the brattiest little, like, high school girl you can imagine. Well, A, first of all, like, I guess, like, they kind of foreshadow, like, it well because they're discovered because um, Tori's little sister and some of the younger classmen, like, sometimes come into the room and are like, get up, guys, get up. Just yeah. like a bratty little sister would. Yeah. Although you think at, like, boarding school that they're, like, I don't know. Do they, I guess they have locks on their doors, obviously. I guess not. And, um, and like, if that has happened, which we're assuming has happened more than once. Yeah, they knew what was happening. Like, you'd be more careful about not staying naked in bed together all night. Yeah. I'm sorry you have a roommate now, even if you think you can get away with quiet sex in the night. Yeah, you'd still think maybe not, like, I don't know. It just seems like a little, like, okay, guys, but you're just not taking precautions. Yeah. Well, like I said, they're in their own little world, and they're not thinking about anything, so... They've got away with it for this long. They're not really But, like, thinking. yeah, her little sister's all like, oh, my God, like, being the lesbian oh is, like, the worst thing you could do like, in the world. that's disgusting. I know. And I was like, you're disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. But yeah. it gives you an idea of what Tori is dealing with. Exactly. At with home. With her family. Yeah, with her family like, and their views of it. The yeah. worst thing possible would be for her parents to even think of her doing anything like that. And we see it a little bit, too, with her father, the mm-hmm. father-daughter day, or mm-hmm. whatever, with her father, who's like, who's this crazy chick? And Tori, what are you talking about? And she's like, no, 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 she's just... It's so sad. I know. It's like she keeps, like... I mean, Polly's, like, um, grand gestures get, like, bigger and crazier. Fucking psycho. Like, I will be perfectly Tori honest. denying her every time. But then, like, Tori... Admits to her also, like, I well, and, love you. And, and I, I will can't. always love you. And I, you'll always be the only person I've ever, I'll ever love like this. And that's a problem. Like, okay, you cannot send signals like that no. to this type of a person. You know what I mean? You like, tell her that and then, and then be like, oh my god, why are you, like, standing in front of me reciting poetry? Because you told because her you, you just loved her. Yeah. And she's not just going to accept... And you know her personality, and you know that she's starting to go, like, you know, off yeah. the deep end here. You can't just be like, yeah, but I love you. Like, that's going to make things way worse. Yeah, I felt like you... That was Because Polly doesn't understand, because Polly's just who she is. She just hears, you're so love me. Yeah. So. But Polly also doesn't hide who she is. Like, she's not like Tori in that way, right? Yeah. She's just like, this is me. So, like, you're telling me you love me. Like, just tell, what, just tell people you love me, and then we can, we're in love. Like, yeah. you know? And Tori's like, no. Tori's no. like, no. Anyway. So sad. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, what did you think about all the uh, Shakespeare? Well, that was nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that part of it. Um, God, that teacher yeah. would, would be, like, the fucking killer teacher. Oh, my gosh. She reads it so intensely and stuff. I'm like, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. They started it, and I was like, Macbeth. <laughs> I remember when we we did Macbeth in high school, and I had already, like, seen this movie and loved it. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were reading that Lady Macbeth speech. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I wanted to, because we were all reading it out loud, you know how you do? Mm-hmm. And I, like, wanted to read that part. But then I was like... No, I'm gonna say it like really intense, like the movie, and I need to like calm down. But I was like, "This, it's this part, it's this speech he's talking about. I know what they're actually fucking talking yeah. about because they like discuss it in the movie, which I thought was she wants great. to be a, yeah, she wants the freedom of being a man, which is exactly what Polly was going through. 
Yes. Of like, well, and you could even see it like physically changing. She wants to cut off all her hair, and yeah. then like when she shows up at the dance and stuff, like very because that lesbian butch look. kind of the only way that she knows how to. Yeah, she's literally like going insane, drawing everything to get Tori back, like surprising her in bed and being like, "Ooh, you can't do yeah. this for you," and like Tori likes boys. I need to be more like a boy. I know. And Mouse is like, she likes boys. Like, like you're. You can't just cut your hair. Yeah. She doesn't love you. Yeah. Which, to be fair, most had a point. Yeah. Tori Polly is beyond reason at I this know, point. I know, of course. The only thing Polly cares about is Tori and a fucking hawk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so speaking of Shakespeare, there's tons of... I feel like this whole story is told in, like, metaphors and, like, allegories. Like Very much so. Uh, Polly relating to Shakespeare stuff. We've mm-hmm. got Polly and the hawk. Yes. Teaching her, it to fly away. Mm-hmm, and like, <laughs> yeah. And, um, um, Mouse's, uh, voiceovers are very often like metaphors or similes. Um. <laughs> yeah. There's just, yeah, a whole bunch of like, com- comparison to other stories and stuff like that. The hawk, yeah, Shakespeare. To just further drive the point home. It actually bothered me a little bit, though, at the end, because um, it ends in a suicide. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> dun dun I hope you've seen the movie, because I just ruined it for you. Um, although, we're pretty open about doing that on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it ends with um, Polly jumping off the roof. Yeah. Which, first off, I was at university when a girl jumped out of the 20th story of one of the things, so when I see that, it always brings up back a little bit. I didn't see it, but it was, like, a friend of a friend. I didn't wow. know the person, but I knew people that knew the per- Anyway. That's a side story. I'm <laughs> barely dealing with my own shit, too. Um, but, like, and then the the hawk flies away, and it's great, because she tops this hawk out of fly. But everyone's, like, staring at the hawk. Yeah. And I'm like, a girl <laughs> brain matter is splattered all over the concrete, and you're watching a fucking hawk fly away? What is wrong with you people? Yeah, that was very... And I understood, oh like, that they were going for more of, like, the dreamy, like, oh, and, like, Polly finally having freedom, and, like... It almost makes but, me wonder if she turned into the hawk Yeah, <laughs> like, it goes, like, a little too far where I'm like... Is she uh, <laughs> Did she fly too? Like, is she yeah. not dead on the pavement beside you? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. They, that's what I mean. It gets a little almost like fantasy. Yeah. And that kind of end, that kind of ambiguous ending with that, where they're looking at the... Oh. Yeah. But, also, yeah. she was standing on like a... Pitched roof. Pitched roof. Yeah. And then she, like, she, jumped. How do you get like, that? How far out did you yeah. jump? <laughs> it's like, there's a flaw in this scene you're setting know. up. She's on the, like, middle of the roof. And then she appears just, like, you know, like, fall, like you'd fall off the edge of a building. But she's not on the edge. Yeah. So she just tumbles off the <laughs> It's, like, the least graceful yeah. suicide. <laughs> okay. It's okay. They're all looking at the hawk. Yeah. So <laughs> no one saw that. Uh, but, yeah, it gets yeah. a little... I, that bothered me at the end, because I was like, you should be fucking freaking the fuck out right now. Like, I'm not okay with this. Yeah. Or, like, even if you're kind of just like, what the fuck just happened? You're not like, look at the beautiful, <sighs> majestic hawk fly away. Like, it's just a fucking bird. Like, yeah. she's on the ground dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. It wasn't just me being like, oh, hawk. Mm. 
trying to go through my notes here. <laughs> yeah, um, considering another thing, there's felt like there's like no transitions in this movie. Like one, they're like hanging out at school, and then all of a sudden it's a scene. They're in their bedroom. And Polly's like, do you want to hear the letter to my blood mother? And then they have this discussion about their mother issues. And I was like, I would agree. Okay. Although, to be fair, I would say, like, Polly would be the type of person that would be like, oh, the attention's not on me. Do you want to do this? It's kind of about me. Yes. <laughs> but it works for the character, but for the movie. For the movie, it does happen over and over again. And I would agree that... Just like, kind of all these scenes kind of stuck together. Yeah. Almost. There's not... It doesn't have the best flow. Yeah, I'm not saying... It's but, not the best movie. Yeah. But something about it I their attached to. I still really like the relationship, though. Like, it dealt... Mm. I feel like it dealt... It dealt with this relationship... Like, this really intense teenage relationship. I don't... I feel like... Yes, it was lesbian and that had a part just in terms of, like, Tori wanting to hide it and, like, denying it mm. so hard. But I feel like it could have been a straight relationship and it touched all, like, the same tones and cornerstones and stuff. Like, I didn't feel like, yeah. oh, it's, you know. It's a lesbian. Yeah, it was like, no, this is a relationship. It just a, happens to be between two women. Yeah. It's Which more I, of a nice. high school relationship. Yeah. And then Polly, with her own issues, makes it what yeah. it is. But I felt like that was a good way of dealing with it. And they had that line where she's like, I'm not. Yeah, my favorite. Line. It, it was my favorite it's line in the movie too. It's little like speech. She has a yeah. couple good like speeches. But that one line in particular is yeah. She's not, like Tori's not a lesbian. You need to get over. Her. And Polly's like lesbian. I'm not. Yeah, we're not. In a paraphrase because if I try yeah. to do it, I'll try to do it really intense. But like, I'm not a fucking lesbian. I'm Polly in love with Tori. And I yeah, like, that basically sums up. Like the whole like homosexuality, but like, exactly everything. it was like I was like that is. That's LGBT it. representation, like, in a nutshell. Just that one line. It's like, not about being a lesbian. It's, it's about, about I love this being a person, person in love with a person. person. It doesn't matter who that's, that person is. Like, why can't we just deal with that and get over yeah, it? Yeah, like, that's the whole thing of, like, yeah. it's not about... that. For that line alone, I like this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that line is pretty much worth it. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a good line. Yeah. And, um... There is one love scene. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Which we both think was very well done. Really, really well done. A, they it, it's necessary. I like it when a love scene mm-hmm. is necessary to a film. Absolutely. Because Mouse needs to, like, overhear them. Yes. And kind of talk about how that becomes part of their... Re- just something that happens. And yeah. Also, she's seen them kissing, but we do need to establish that they are having sex. Having sex. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't if if you didn't establish that, you'd be like, "What?" It's just even girls, if you saw them like, making out, like I don't naked, yeah. you still wouldn't. It still it doesn't yeah. have the same like, "Oh, I understand," and the mm-hmm. intensity of the relationship and stuff. Yeah, and it was handled really well, like just the actual. It was just a short. Scene. Like shot. It's not gratuitous. It wasn't like these are girls having sex. Yeah, it's not like look at the hot girls having sex. These are girls in bed making love. Yeah, they were actually naked, which which is another thing that I like because it really rode the line between like we don't want it gratuitous, but we don't want it just like like so many uh, 
you know, lesbian scenes where it's like, oh, they're kissing, and you can take the, you or understand like the, the rest. Yeah. Or just any fucking sex scene where, like, yeah. the girl's wearing her bra the whole time. I know. Or, like, they're hiding under the sheet. Or, like, the like, girl can't actually be enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, a really sweet love yeah. scene between them, and just kind of that helped you see their relationship. Very well. And also established the, like, the fact that they do that, even though Mouse is in the room and stuff. So, yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm. And, um, the song that they used for that little scene, which is, I think is a very beautiful song, um, they also used it after Tori talks to her sister and breaks kind of down crying because she just, like, denied everything. The and whole breakup almost, like, really accepting yeah. that they're not getting back together. Yeah, just the use of, like... A song for like that beautiful moment, and then this like tragic, heartbreaking yeah. moment. I just thought that was a good, good use of music. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else can we talk about? Maybe we should stop talking about this yeah. and move on. We are an hour into it. Um, oopsies. <laughs> yeah. Just Polly's really intense. Yes, she is. Um, yeah, I think we covered everything I had written down. Yep. Did we get to everything? Yes. All right, well, that's Lost and Delirious. Yes. Um, let's talk about female representation. Hey! <laughs> Absolutely. Just uh, for it's number of women. Number of women, women. They're actual characters. Yeah. They have relationships. Um, I mean, Mouse's character, maybe not the best character, but yeah. she's still, you know... Um, and then on top of that, it's written, directed, starring women. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I do feel like, when it comes to female representation, like, first thing is, are there any? And then, <laughs> like, that's yes. just the okay. number of women. Yeah. That's part of representation. And then it gets into, like, the quality of the character. Like, yeah. is it just a stereotype? And none of them were. No. They all felt like real teenage girls. Even the ones that were just, like, in there a little bit. They, yeah. Even the little bit that we heard from them. They, none of them felt like really like this is this kind of girl and this kind of they just all just high school girls talking about yeah. stuff and it just felt really real so good job very good female crew tally, crew tally four out of nine which is pretty good mm-hmm. unfortunately well we have the director the writer and the writer of the novel yeah and then a producer so yeah but that's pretty good I guess yeah. some major roles Rotten Tomatoes. What did other people think? Well, critics gave it 51%, and the audience gave it 78%. Yeah, that's a big difference between those two. Mm -hmm. I think um, because it's a lesbian story, high school, like, there's things about it that people are just going to connect with and say that they like it, Mm -hmm. even if it's not the best. Like, I have attached to it, but I know it's not the best. Um, but I understand the critics' score not being yeah. very high. Yeah, I'm like, I'm probably somewhere in between those two. Mm. And I did read something... I feel like 51 seems a little low, but I'm not 78. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> um, I did read something on the Wikipedia, because I was looking for more, like, trivia and stuff about it, because there wasn't much on IMDb, mm-hmm. and, um, the reception of the movie, um, was, like, not great from critics, but... 
critics did think the acting was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Piper Parabo and um, her name Jessica Prey. Jessica Prey. Um, both like really like especially Piper like yeah her performance and just how great it well, was. Well, she is, has to like hit such extremes and stuff. And you want to do that with mm-hmm. a delicate touch, still, right? Yeah. So they really praised her acting in particular, which I think is that's fair. Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she was great. The movie itself was not it had the best thing ever, but it but had some strong points. It's definitely like most movies. Yeah. Um, final thoughts? Recommend? Um, recommend? Would I recommend it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm. I probably would to the right person. Yeah. Maybe, but I wouldn't just as a general like overarching. Yeah, I'd recommend it if someone's looking for, like, lesbian stories. Yeah, if someone's looking for, like, LGBT relationship films or, like, anything like that, I'd be like, well, you should see this. Because I think it's, especially, like, a young relationship that also just happens to be, you know, I think that that's a good take on it. But I don't know if I'd be like, this. it's not like a movie for everyone. (laughs) No. There's, like, the lesbian aspect of it to get, like, as far as recommending, and then there's also, like... Polly's story. Like, I'd have yeah. to know what type of movie a person likes to be like, oh, you'll like this character. And, yeah. like, this whole journey she goes on. Because she's fucking crazy. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about some more LGBT. Let's do it! There, okay, this is a huge issue. We're <laughs> and gonna, we are barely gonna scratch the surface. Yeah. Um, there, we might, I wouldn't be surprised if we, like, revisit it in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Films, we so. just kind of at this point, we've got, like, our list of things we want to, like, topic ideas, and we're kind of going through them, so, um, we'll hit this kind of generally right now. I'm sure we'll get maybe more specific with it and we talk about some other movies. Yes. I would um, say so. Yeah, so we're just going to kind of try to talk about... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we won't get to, like analytical we're just gonna want to talk about it's not gonna be like the same as like when we did women in film we got our like two hour monster of a Mm -hmm. podcast we got very specific it's not gonna be quite like that so that's your warning yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so what should we start with i would just say that as far as lgbt in movies i have watched a lot quite a few movies that are lesbian relationships Mm -hmm. um gay men not so much I mean, there isn't much. Lesbian, like, I seek out because I know I like the stories, usually. Well, it's nice because, like, if you're watching a film with a lesbian relationship, you know it's going to represent women in at least some way. And, yeah, that's kind you of know, underlying so, thing that yeah. I, think I didn't realize until I knew more about movies that I was probably relating to, that the characters were written better because yeah. they're all written by women. Well, yeah, because men don't write intense lesbian love stories, generally speaking. No. So, yeah, there's always Like, I'm sure there's that. an exception to that, but... Mm-hmm. I can't just, think of one right now. Yeah. And obviously, like, watching lesbian would be more relatable than gay men just because I'm a woman. Yes. So, yeah. that alone, I can't really relate to gay no. men and gay men, but I can relate to women and women. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've seen quite a few. And like I said, I have more that I've downloaded that I haven't watched um, with uh, lesbian relationships. Bisexuals. 
so hard to find. Yeah, Even when there is a character that it's never well represented. Acts bisexual, anyway. they won't say it. No, and it's and it, when it's when it is, it's just like oh, like we're just making out for like fun or something like that. Like it's never like a truly like this is my gender orientation, like my you know yeah. my orientation, my sexual orientation. It's. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah. whole... Yeah, bisexual erasure is a whole other topic we can do. Oh my god. Um, yeah, we'd have to be able to find a movie <laughs> exactly. that we could discuss it with. I don't even know if we could do that. Maybe like, that would be the whole point. Really the you know what one. I mean? Like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, and like I said, even if you have a character on movies and TV that by action is bisexual, they don't fucking say it, and it's always kind of written off as like, oh, they were gay, mm-hmm. now, or they're now that like they're switching yeah or it's, it's just never, a part of the past it's or it's never just considered a legitimate orientation no like, so that's a whole other issue yeah like but yeah and it's reflected in uh media that that's probably they yeah, feed each other of like course. people that's why people think of it because it's not just like in the movie i just watched appropriate behavior just like she's bisexual and that's just a fact let's like have a story now yeah so that's nice. That's though. a little thing. And then um, trans, we're getting more like TV and that's stuff. That's coming. Yeah, we're getting more of um, trans stuff now, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some in the past, like um, Boys Don't Cry was kind of the first, I'd say, like mainstream film that kind of yeah, absolutely dealt with it in any sense. But um, Trans America. Mm-hmm came out, I guess, like, ten years ago. Yeah, I, did, I saw that, too. I remember um, I saw it. And, uh... And then recently, like, yeah. TV, we've got Orange is the New Black as a character, Transparent. Transparent is huge, yeah. Um, I, I haven't seen it, but apparently it's really good. I haven't really seen good. it either, but... And then movies like The Danish Girl just Yeah, which out. just came out. And then when you get into trans stuff, it really just raises the issue of trans actors and who's playing trans people again that's (laughs) a big issue on its own and more related to i would say like the race issue representation yes definitely physical we physically need those people playing their own race and their own people yeah whereas um sexuality that's just you can like that's acting yeah (laughs) it's not something you can visually Mm. see right so um, but yeah, there's a film called Boy Meets Girl, mm-hmm. which has uh, a trans girl as like the main character and a trans girl plays mm-hmm. the trans girl who's the main character. Yeah, <laughs> and from what we've both seen the trailer for it, yeah, it just seems like a nice kind of high school. Yeah, like just rom- like a romantic, romantic comedy. Tri- yeah, like triangle of love. love. Triangle. Yeah, <laughs> it just um, seems like necessary for trans, especially young trans people, to see themselves on screen Mm -hmm. not being trans. Like, being trans, but also being a Just being a a person, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not being, like, transitioning or, like, making drama, but, you know, being Mm -hmm. a trans person. Just dealing with the other shit they deal with in their life that's not related to their sexuality. (laughs) Because, guess what? That's not the only thing they deal with in their life. Yeah. And that's the whole issue for LGBT in general. I would agree. Is that it's a lesbian movie, like I've been referring to them. And it's never just, it's not, it's not the norm. So it's always like 
It's the focus. The construct of the story yeah, is like whatever the they're dealing with. plot is yeah. about someone, like I said, switching sides or something, That's coming out. The only way that they know how or to represent scandalous them because you can't media. talk. Yeah. Or you have, like, the token gay best friend. Yes. Who doesn't have any personality trait other than the fact that they're gay. <laughs> and they're very flamboyant yeah. gay. Yes. Yeah. Um... In terms of talking a little bit about, like, the actors who represent them, um, I was reading a little thing, Ian McKellen, the Oscar nominations, came, I guess there's, like, a precursor. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about that The, the Oscar beginning. nominations came out. We didn't talk about this in movie news. Um, I'm sure have... everyone knows uh, that no uh, people of color were nominated for any of the major awards. And no women were and... nominated in any... In any category, category other than, other than actress. best actress. Yeah. So, um, a lot of issues there in terms of diversity. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Hashtag Oscars So White so, is trending again this year. Good. So, congratulations. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and it's even worse than last year. Yeah. It's like last year was so bad and then it got worse. And I was like, I didn't think that How was possible. How are you possible. getting worse? <laughs> um, but Ian McKellen, I guess, was, uh, I think he was talking about like a, Shakespeare that he was doing or whatever, whatever he's doing. Probably Shakespeare is up to now. Um, but he was talking about the fact that like it is a problem and there is lack of diversity and maybe though like it, and it goes beyond just race, like it's bad racially. Um, but he also talked about the homophobia in the industry, which he would know being a gay man. Mm-hmm. And, um, he talked about how, uh, a, a gay person has never won an Oscar and, um, <laughs> my favorite part was he said, you know, uh, people have won Oscars like Tom Hanks and Philip Seymour Hoffman and the other Sean guy, Penn. Sean Penn, they've all won Oscars for playing a gay man. How come I don't get an Oscar for playing a straight man? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's because like, it's still kind of like the edgy thing to do. It's like, oh, you're going to... Oh my god, you're gonna go so far outside your box and play a gay man, and like, we're you're, clearly that's that's like Oscar worthy and stuff like that. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Really it's think like it's a challenge, to yeah, play a homosexual person because it's because it's considered so like abnormal still, almost. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just and it's considered almost like the cool thing to like oh, playing a gay person. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> playing like a mentally handicapped person. Like, yeah, that's also like a thing. Like, ooh, a challenging different thing. Except LGBT people are. People, people. Not that <laughs> I know. mentally handicapped people aren't people. No, Sorry. but like, um, as far as acting, like, yeah, your sexuality you don't have to change it change physically how to act. or yeah. You know. Like, yeah, okay, maybe affectations depending on the person, but like yeah. you have to do that with any character, not just a, a it's gay character. It's all just part of your character. Yeah, I don't. I don't you shouldn't understand. get special. It's certainly award for acting. No, it's yeah. and it's certainly something to like consider. Um. I also was reading a really interesting article talking about, like, okay, when you look at, like, an LGBT film, like, how do you, how do you kind of, like, talk about it? And how do you decide, like, is it a good representation or a bad representation? And I came out with this article that had my favorite way of looking at it. Um, And it broke it down into three phases, I will call them. (laughs) Um, And the first one is auteurs, and it's talking about is this piece of media like created by a member of the lgbt community um and 
I said created, like, written or directed or somebody. Yeah, major part. You know, producer, somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is forms, which is, like, does it solely rely on, like, the stereotypes and, like, the aesthetics? They called it queer aesthetics. Yeah. And, like, that's how these characters are represented? Or does it actually take a look at um, LGBT issues or concerns or relationships? And the last one is reception, which is how did the LGBT community react to this content? Like, were they like, oh, yeah, this is good? Or were they like, oh, uh, that's not in any way what it's like to be a gay yeah. person? <laughs> like, um, and I think, like, that's a pretty solid way to, like, look at kind of anything, any minority yeah. representation. That totally makes sense. Like, who's actually creating this? Yeah. And then what is it presenting? And then how do people react to it? Yeah. I mean, I know it sounds kind of standard, but it was just like the way it was written. I was like, that's fair. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. It's a good um, thing to keep in mind, especially when we're talking about diversity or any sort of representation. Yeah. You could do the same thing with female representation. Well, yeah. Like, you could do with anything. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of works for anything, so... I'm just literally imagining right now a bunch of, like, straight white men making a movie about, like, anybody in the LGBT community, and I'm... Like, if, like, I or, like, someone was on set and would just kind of look around and be like, wait, which one of you, like, what, you're telling what story? Like, I know. how are you? What, <laughs> what is happening? And, like, I don't want to say a straight person can't write a gay character. Like, no, I'm sure. A white you... person can't write a black character. I'm just saying you can't, it's just, you we can't need know the representation. The, yeah. Like, so. You, no matter what, <laughs> if you're straight or if you're white. You can't know the experiences. So, like, you can do your research and you can talk to people and you can involve them on the project and come up with, you know. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, unless you're a person in that community or in that minority, Mm -hmm. you're never going to... Like, I wouldn't... Like, even if I was writing something, I would... I would... Like, I could write a male character, but I wouldn't really know what it's like. And no. so, I, you know... You'd probably talk to... I'd probably talk to a dude and be like, would you do this in this situation? Yeah. You know? How would you I hope all writers are doing that if they're writing characters. God, I fucking hope so. Trying to actually, like, talk to real people, like, of the age, race, sexual, whatever kind yeah. of, like, job or whatever kind of thing they're writing about, like, to make sure you're not just basing it on what you've seen in movies. Because we're, then we're just carrying shit on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So that's why... In general, diversity behind the screen is so important because we need people telling their own stories. Yeah, diversity behind the camera is the best way that we're going to see diversity in front of it. Absolutely. There's not really any Because you can say, oh, there's black people in this movie, there's Asian people, there's LGBT, there's representation on screen. But if you look at, like, who made it, then you have to question how those people are actually being represented. represented. Because what the fuck do you know about being this type of person? Yeah. <laughs> and again, like, well, I'm not saying, like, we can't write for different genders and different races, you know, but yeah. you have to be aware of that. Right? Yeah. And beyond that, like, well, not just race, but, like, people, if you're writing about people in, like, uh, like, low income, like, whatever, poor, in, like, this type of people, or people in this country that you've never been yeah. to, or this culture, this religion, like. Yeah. You have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we've even discussed it, like, talking about, like, um, race issues in film and, like, racial representation, and you and I are like, we're not qualified to discuss this yeah. in any meaningful <laughs> way, because we're two middle-class white girls, Absolutely. like, from Canada. Like, we can learn about it. And we yeah, can and be aware of it, but we can't 
Yeah, we can't say what it's like to yearn for representation. No. Not I mean, about that. No. We don't... We already did the woman thing. <laughs> yeah. We always are talking about female representation, because yeah. that's something we deal with every day. Yeah, for sure. But we don't know what it's like to watch TV shows and movies and just, like, spot one of our color, like, in yeah. the corner, like... No. They're all my color. <laughs> yeah. And it's... I mean, I know it's something we don't even have to think about. No. Because it's just what we yeah. watch. So, we're not going to attempt to... No, uh, we ain't going. Nope. <laughs> just say that we are aware of it. It's something we're constantly striving to be more aware of and, like, talk about, because that's really important, but... We like to talk about it and raise the issue, but not have any... Personal like, reflection yeah. on the matter. Not Just be like, we oh, know. well, this is clearly what they should be doing, because yeah. I don't know. We All we can say is we want more diversity. Yeah. Because we know it's important for... It's not just important for people of color, LGBT, to be represented. It's important for, for everyone to see them represented. represented exactly. Because I'm always saying, like, media That's, feeds culture and culture feeds media, so we need it, to get... It's What's actually happening in our culture on, on screen, screen so that people can see that and, and then be, feed it back, you know? I agree. If we make... It's all the feedback loop. Yeah, it's that whole, you know, normalize. If we normalize things on screen, oh, it'll keep... I hate that keep, so much, but yes. Yes. <laughs> we People will see it as more normal, air quotes, Yeah, in the real world, so it goes Agreed. back and forth. Should we just get really off topic? A little um, bit, Sorry. Like we said, yeah, we're just kind of skimming the surface of this whole LGBT representation. Yes. Um, I did do a little bit of research, and I was... <laughs> thumbs up for this. <laughs> um, it was looking at... Um, a lot of what's talked about today is how much television film has improved in terms of LGBT representation, which it has. Like, hands down, yeah, it has improving. improved a ton. Yeah. And it continues to improve. However... These statistics are a little disheartening. Um, There was a study done by uh, researchers at uh, the University of South California, Southern California, um, and it looked at 700 different films released between 2007 and 2014. From what I can tell by, like, reading more in depth, they took, like, the top 100 films of every year between 2007 and 2014. Mm -hmm. And... um, First off, LGBT filmmakers, and this goes back to our point of diversity behind the camera leads to diversity on camera, they were found to feature more women, more people of color, and more LGBT characters in their work. I don't think we're surprised by that. No. Um, An LGBT person is going to be like, um, oh, hey, maybe we should... <laughs> yeah. Just like, the, like normalizing things part of their life. They're going to be like, oh, this part of my life that I know about the world isn't represented in this movie. Maybe yeah. we should stick that maybe in there. we should put that in there. Yeah. Um, it was found, uh, in these films that only 0.4% of them had leading characters that were gay, uh, out of the top, sorry, out of 4,610 characters in the top 100 films of 2014, 10 were gay men, four were lesbian and five were bisexual. There was not a single trans character in that 4,600. Five were bisexual? Yeah, oh. I was more bisexual Me too, than I was shocked. But then, um, <laughs> that's the whole thing, like, how are they defining bisexual? Yeah. Because, like I said, they don't say it, but they'll 
And I don't, it doesn't tell me that exactly. And only 14 of the 100 films had any LGBT characters at all. At all. That's... It's shocking, because guess what? We all know gay people. Like, I don't care where you live, in what country, what part of the world. There's gay people there, guys. It's not really a big secret anymore. Um, And uh, researchers also noted that almost no LGB characters in films were shown in healthy relationships. Mm, On top of that, they were generally in... uh, you know, toxic or, like, you know, messy. Yeah, it's the thing about, like I said, like, normalized. They're never in just a relationship. They're never just gay or bi or whatever. It's always that's part of their character. Yep. And that's part of the plot. Someone's coming out. Someone's switching teams. Yeah. Someone, you know. It's always more a big, like, it's the problem as opposed to just, you know. Just, like, I'm a person dealing with other things and I happen to be LGBT. Um, yeah, they had, uh, (laughs) they had very scarce, healthy, romantic sexual relationships. Uh, only 19 characters or of 19, only two were portrayed as being in public, stable, long-term partnerships. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And, um, there were no LGBT characters raising young children together either. Something I didn't even think of, to be honest. Yeah. But family, yeah. And oh, the, boy. the last thing I will say is uh, kind of goes into like um, uh, intersecting like prejudices and stuff, and uh, pretty much no LGBT people of color. <laughs> like you're one or the other. Having oh, both yeah. is like that's going too far. Apparently, yeah. That's too much diversity. You can't even handle that in my brain. Yeah. Uh, there were only three women of color. Amongst the Amongst LGB. the LGB. Oof. Yeah. But those are the top movies. Yes. And which is what fair, people see. Yeah. Like, to be fair, like... Um, I'd say more more indie and a little bit more underground are more likely to have more of these characters represented, but those aren't the movies that people are seeing in the movie theaters or (gasps) on television or that sort of thing. So I think that it's kind of still talks about the problem. Yeah, and we see that with um, female, like, leads as well. They, it becomes a cycle of, like, it's hard to get these movies made because, and, like, get them out there and really big because the big production companies say... People don't want to watch this. People, this won't make money. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're not letting us try. Yeah. You're not putting LGBT people out there. You're not putting females in the lead roles. You're not putting people of color in lead roles. So how are we going to prove to you that, that people want to watch this? I know. Or that sometimes it just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, like, it doesn't have to be the lesbian movie, the gay movie, the black movie. Like, no. they can just kind of be there. Yeah, <laughs> like for in, sure. they are in the world, you know? Yeah. Oof. Um, I think we've kind of talked about... My main thing was about any same-sex relationship, it's always the focus of the story, and they're coming out, or they're hiding in. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and most of these, like I said, I watched a lot of lesbian movies. They're mostly... Independent, Canadian, like, no one's heard of them. Um, 
Um, yeah, one good one I will uh, mention is Life Partners, which is like a cute little like rom com, fun, very commercial kind of movie. And it's about two best friends, women. One of them's a lesbian, but the story isn't about that. She's, it's established she's lesbian. Um, and then kind of like deal with it. <laughs> yeah, and you know, she's dating, and there's other lesbians, and they talk about lesbian culture and make jokes about it. But it, there's no like coming out, there's no like secrecy. It's no, about their that's friendship. already been and dealt with that's in her, not, this person's yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, and it was just so refreshing to, like, see that. And yeah. Just like, oh, this girl's just being a lesbian. Like, yeah, like, dealing with, yeah. You know, and dealing with stuff other than being, I know. being a lesbian. It feels like if, if, the way it's represented in the media, it feels like if you, if you're gay or you're a lesbian, that's the only thing you're allowed to focus on in your entire that's life. That's your entire life. Like, that's, that's the only personality trait. That's the only defining characteristic of you. Like, you're not allowed anything else. Yeah. You're not allowed a, a wider scope of life beyond this one issue. Yeah. Which, like, sometimes And I'm like, that okay, is- but for a lot of people, they're like, oh, I came out, like, really early and no one cares and I'm uh, happy. Mm. Like... Sometimes that is the story, if you're telling yeah. the story of someone coming sometimes. out. Sometimes. Or sometimes in a situation where they can't come out. But we need more stories about just... People being people. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> oh, we were talking about um, your, like, representation thing, about who's making the movie, who's in the movie, how's yeah. it received. Um, we've also got something like the Bechtel test. Oh, right, yes. Called the Russo test. Yes. Um, which was... Do I still have it pulled up so I can see I it? I think so. No, no. I don't. Um, <laughs> of course not. Um, well, fuck, I can't remember it now. It, are there any LGBT characters? Yes. Is the first one. And then, oh, is, uh, their sexuality a main focus of their... Yeah. ...character? And, like, if they, um, if they were taken out of the plot, would the movie change? Would the movie change, yeah. So are they the gay best friend, It's kind of the same thing as the Bechdel test, like, very similar, like, like it's pretty much like, are there people represented, in what way are they represented, and how important are they to the the plot, kind of thing, as, yeah. Yeah. So. It's a good way to, like, when you're watching your favorite movies, kind of be like, huh, (laughs) like... Yeah. Just, like, it kind of shows you, like, how little female representation there is with the Bechdel test. Doing this with some of your favorite movies, you're like, oh, there's oh, no gay like people what, in I've the movie gay, world. Yeah, or you'd be like, what? I've seen gay characters in movies. They're there. And then you realize, yeah. Like, they're characters. And how people. unimportant they are to the central yeah. plot. Or if they're important, it's because they're gay. Yeah. And that's their entire thing. Um, my computer's about to die, so what should we wrap this up with? <laughs> um, I don't have anything else. We've barely t- t- I know. tip of the iceberg tip with LGBT. Iceberg. Um, maybe we'll focus on L, G, and B, and T separately eventually. We might I'm have sure to do will. that. That might be the only way, I guess, to go. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we will at some point. Um, yeah. But yeah, feel free to tell us what you think if you have... If you are yeah. LGBT and you, share. <laughs> and you have a better opinion than we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you guys can always email us at in the movies podcast at gmail.com. Or if it's easier for you and you're non-committal and would prefer 140 <laughs> characters or less, uh, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at in the movies pod. Um, and both Tish and I look at that. 
yeah. constantly. We tweet so. about the movies we watch yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and if you tweet at us, we'll tweet back. Yeah, for sure. Yay. And it's a good way of getting getting your thoughts to us fast. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, and there's always a blog post to go with this podcast, link in the description, links to our news items and stuff, anything we reference. Yeah, and, we'll be in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we also do uh, videos on my <laughs> YouTube of uh, when you go to advanced screenings and stuff. Which is often. Which is pretty often. Um, yeah. yeah, we do a little spoiler-free movie review after. Yes. We promise those ones. Are- Tish has edited out the times that I have spoiled the movie, as I promise. <laughs> so our last couple, Anomalisa and uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, will be in the blog post for this one, if you yeah. want to check it out. Otherwise, my YouTube is youtube.com slash vintage garbage. And they're um, up there. Yeah, some movie stuff on there. So yeah. thanks for listening to this. Have a good week, guys. Bye.